Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. You know, when you go through tough times like this, maybe it makes you a better team. You know, for Connor and for Dreisaitl, those guys have had uh, nice careers, and they've hit a little bump in the road, and it's going to make them better, it's going to make them stronger, and it's going to make them great people. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Officer Platt. This is Milan Lucic. This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stopper on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. Uh, Sarah Polly from Adam McGoin's movie The Sweet Hereafter. This is Oilers Now, Bob Stauffer with you. I remember uh, in 2009 when we opened up uh, a show called Oilers Lunch uh, on the other station. We had uh, the privilege of uh, having Gord Downey on the uh, show. Gord had flown with us from Edmonton to Calgary. He worked on Water Keepers with Kevin Lowe, and we talked about uh, Sarah's interpretation of uh, the Tragically Hip song, Courage, which uh, dealt uh, from the movie The Sweet Hereafter with the worst possible nightmare, which was a bus accident, and unfortunately, uh, we're dealing with that today. Coming up on Oilers Now, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Digitex is a local Alberta company that supports local businesses and charities. Digitex is 630 Chad's copier team. Hugh Porter from Digitex, his son, played this uh, past season in the Alberta Junior Hockey League as well as the uh, BC uh, Interior Junior Hockey League. Here's how we're going to handle today's show. Uh, And I'm well aware of the sensitivities that are out there for people right now. Um... We are going to have Mark Spector join us, Stoffer Inspector for our friends at Horse Racing Alberta. That'll come up just after uh, 12.35. Mark was in Humboldt yesterday. Uh, this is obviously something that's uh, uh, a tragedy that's been certainly North America wide, uh, wide if not worldwide, and uh, something that I don't even know. I think everybody's kind of at a loss for words. It's happened. Um, so the first hour of the show will be dealing primarily uh, uh, from uh, the perspective of trying to, uh, I don't know if gain is the word, or at least put into perspective uh, some of the impact of what's happened uh, here and, and moving forward. Um throughout the course of the day on 6.30 Chad between, certainly with the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jalen and I and Andrew Gross at 2 o'clock today. Uh, they'll be uh, 
back on uh, the Humboldt Broncos uh, tragedy. Uh, between one and two, we'll have a lot of talk specific to the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club. Todd McClellan is the head coach of the Edmonton Oilers. He flew. The Oilers wrapped up on Saturday night. It was, uh, and we'll get to some of that as well, a very... Uh, just because of what happened on Friday night, the connections to the players, the the position that many of the younger, you know, anybody that's been involved with hockey, be it uh, a player, a coach, a trainer, a therapist, a media member, uh, you've you've been on those buses before, and uh, you just you can't imagine something like that ever happening, and it and and it has happened, and it completely changed which should have uh, been a special night for the Sedins. And, and at Rogers Place on Saturday night, the fans were unbelievable in, you know, showing uh, tremendous uh, uh, passion and, and care towards the Humboldt uh, Broncos tragedy, all the while uh, retaining great class and dignity in, in the way that the Sedins played throughout the course of their career and honoring them as well. It made for a unique uh, and at times difficult and bittersweet night. So uh, that's how we're going to try to get it done today. Uh, again, this is Oilers Now. Todd McClellan, after uh, the game on Saturday, uh, hopped in a jet uh, and flew into Saskatoon and then visited in Humboldt. And uh, Todd had these comments um, uh, today, just after 10 o'clock, with a full uh, avail, uh, end of the season, head coach in avail with the Oilers, Todd McClellan. You know, this is going to sound very strange, but it was rewarding to to go and be able to spend time with that group. And and when I say that group, there's a lot of focus on, obviously, the the victims and the players that are in the hospital right now. But the the group is is immensely or or, or much bigger than than we can imagine. you know, I, I never considered Billet's and Billet's families and the, the the extended family there, grandmas, grandpas, girlfriends that are sitting there, um, cousins. Um, you know, the hospital was full of of those people that were affected by it. Um, the day was full of emotions from every. Uh, possible range from 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 pure mourning to to actually some joy in the day um and um it was very impactful so um those players are are we use the word hockey strong uh, a lot because they are uh, they are hockey strong you could see them they're young strong lads that that uh are uh well, they're hockey strong. They're, they're, they need to be hockey strong right now. And All right, so that's uh, Oilers uh, head coach Todd McClellan. Um, during his playing days with the Saskatoon Blades, uh, two friends of his, uh, Manteca and Kruger, were on the Swift Current um, bus in 1986. So too was Oilers assistant coach Ian Herbers. So this uh, tragedy has affected a lot of people. I, I mean... The outpouring of support has been unbelievable. I think they're over $5 million right now on the GoFundMe. It's just tremendous from that perspective in terms of people willing to give. Um, and, you know, obviously everybody was touched by it. And here's an illustration. Now, before the game on Saturday, Connor McDavid had these comments. Yeah, obviously uh, my thoughts and prayers are with everyone that... Uh 
I was affected by the, the tragedy. Um, you know, honestly, it's it's unthinkable. Um, you know, everyone in hockey knows how much time that, that we spend traveling around, especially on buses. And um, you know, for me, some of my fondest memories in junior came on the bus. And uh, you're always having a good time or um, you know, whatever's going on. It's it's always nice to be with with everyone. And um, you know, for something like that to happen, it's uh, it's unthinkable. And, and um, I don't really know what else to say. It's uh, it's a horrible accident, and, and we're all thinking about them. I think uh, the whole hockey world is definitely uh, uh, saddened with uh, the news coming out of Saskatchewan uh, with the with the Broncos bus there. So um, obviously, you know, not not much to say other than you know you feel for the families that are affected by it. You know, you know, I, I played three years a junior and, and spent a lot of time on the bus. So, uh, you know, just that was that was kind of the first thing that crossed my mind when when I got the news about uh, the tragedy that happened yesterday. Was you know how much how much time I had spent on the bus and stuff like that. And and yeah, just like I said, just just saddened by the news and. Uh, thoughts and prayers go out to all the families and friends and everyone affected by it. Yeah, I mean, it's just not me and the AJ. It's those Western Leaguers, those OH, OHL guys. It's everybody. and I mean, it's terrible. Um, thoughts go out to them uh, and their families. Um, hope the guys that are in, in the hospital battle right now, hopefully they're okay. Um, but... I mean, I mean, one of our coaches was on that bus and that, that lost four people a bunch of years ago, and it's just terrible. Um, don't know what else to say. All right, that's uh, the final voice was Matt Benning. That was Connor McDavid, uh, Milan Lucic, and Matthew Benning. And I think just the shock, and you can uh, feel it in the players' voices. And uh, I know I watched the vigil last night with my wife, and it was, I mean, it's just, it's devastating. Um you sit there as a parent, and you go. You, you can't even imagine. That's. I, I. I'm sorry. I can't imagine what that would be like uh, for all of the families to go through. And there's five uh, Edmonton area families that are dealing with that today. It's. It's. It's brutal. And um, you know, Brendan, uh, you worked in the SJHL uh, for how long? Two, three years as a play-by-play. Two play seasons. Game? Yeah. Two seasons as a play. I did 13 years at the U of A. So we bus to Calgary, Saskatoon, uh, Lethbridge. Uh, Red Deer, uh, you know, multiple times a year over the seasons. Um, Safety precautions. I I remember I did the games from 89 and 92. I did Ian Herbert's games when he played at the U of A. Um, And and I'll be full disclosure, we used to drink. At the, we'd stop off and get a couple flats of beer after every, if, we, if they won on the road then we I was one of the guys that would run in and go get the beer and when I came back to do games in the late 90s that wasn't allowed because that was another uh, precaution that was being taken but you never felt uh, that something like that could you know and, and to be honest with you all the years I've known Ian uh, he's never publicly discussed it you've traveled on those highways in Saskatchewan um, you know it's, I mean, just your thoughts and, and how shocking the whole situation is and, and the fact that you've been there too and, and been in that situation. 
Yeah, I've been to Humboldt many times, Bob. I've been in that building, and you don't stay in Humboldt because it's a close. It's like four or five hours away from Kindersley, so you're driving there and driving back uh, after the game. But you, you, you're in that building, and you watch the games, or you see the impact that that team had yeah. on a small community like Humboldt. That's five, just over five thousand people. I was in Kindersley. There's five thousand people living there as well, so it was a similar situation. And you just know what that team means yeah. to that community. So it's gut wrenching when you're on the bus. It's, you're in the dressing room with the guys, then you're on the bus. It's different because they're focusing on a game. When you're in the dressing room, when you're on the bus, you're relaxed, you're loose. Yeah, There's nothing else like it. You're, you're just also, one of the guys having for, having fun with your buddies, and it's just terrible. You're you're also the only media guy usually in that situation, yeah. right? So the Chance relationship. to know the players, yeah. Yeah, it's a completely, you know what, like I'm privileged enough to travel with the Oilers. Obviously, it's air travel. Jack and me make every trip. We're the only ones. Mm-hmm. that are on every trip. The web team rotates people around, uh, the trainers and the player, right? But we, th- there's very delineated places where you're supposed to be uh, on the uh, uh, on the plane. And, uh, you know, you're, you're traveling in a, you know, they say it's the safest way to travel. And you, but, and you think back to working your way up and grinding and, and just going through something like that. And it's just... It's flabbergasting and stunning, and and frankly, it's what what happened this weekend. I think has made you know people are kind of, you're so yeah you don't you know what the bottom line is. There's no real. I don't know if there's a right way for, to react. Like one person's way of handling it versus another person's way. Who are we to judge in that situation? Um, and the end result on Saturdays, we had the moment of silence before the game. The players uh, not lining up on the traditional uh, blue lines, but lining up at center ice. The donations made by the Vancouver Canucks and the, and the Oilers on a night that was going to be the Sedin's last game in the NHL. And even they said prior to the game, it, it doesn't really matter. And frankly, there was a degree of that lack of intensity in term because the players' hearts and everybody that was in that building uh, was for the people that were involved in Humboldt. We did put together a little bit of a recap. For his career, 5 of 11, though. Left to right, over the blue line, winds it up and scores! A slapper top left corner. And that's three in a row for the Oilers against Anders Nielsen, who again had stopped 73% of career attempts against him and won 8 of 10 shootouts in which he'd participated. Make a little bit of anger there from Leon as to how the stretch run has gone in the season. Alex Edler now to keep it alive for Vancouver. In over the line. Trying to force an extra round. Talbot denies! And Edmonton finishes its home schedule above 500. The Oilers close out the year with two wins this week at Rogers Place. The final score, Edmonton 3, Vancouver 2 in a shootout. And there's a standing O from the Edmonton faithful for first, Henrik Sedin and Daniel Sedin. Both give the crowd their applause as well. And now the Sedins will make their way over to the Edmonton side of the blue line and shake hands with their opponents tonight, the Edmonton Oilers. Oscar Clefbaum came on the ice, Jack. All right, so that's a bit of the sound uh, following the game with the shootout. Uh, and again, it was, uh, you could tell the players were playing with heavy hearts. Leon Dreisaitl had this to say, playing on the heels of the Humboldt tragedy and also going up against the Sedins in their final game. Um, you know, obviously, uh, the one part is, uh, it's pretty sad. Um, you know, I think that's where you can really see where the, where the hockey world comes together. And, um, you know, we stick up for one another and, 
Um, you know, hopefully stuff like that never happens again. Um, and on the other hand, um, you know, it's a, another emotional thing. And um, you know, I think they've done so many great things for hockey and obviously for the Canucks. And, um, you know, for me personally growing up, I was a huge fan of them. And I still am today. And um, so many things you can learn from them. And um, all in all, it was just a, a very fun night. That's uh, Leon Dreisaitl. The Oilers uh, get a victory, and it, again, uh, something uh, transpires a lot with what occurred at Humboldt and just completely changes the, the complexion and relevance of everything involved. The old saying, right? We, when you work in sport, uh, you work in the toy department of life. You're never going to get rich. Uh, so enjoy uh, the privilege of, of what you're doing. Darnell Nurse had some additional thoughts on uh, on trying to play on the heels of, uh, by the way, Leon Dreisettle played in Prince Albert. Uh, there's lots of times when you're busting through the Western League when you're up in PUA uh, that they're, you know, you know, Leon spent two full seasons in the WHL. Darnell spent three full years in Sault Ste. Marie, which is not an easy place to get into. Uh, he had these comments after the game. Yeah, I think first and foremost, you know, thoughts and prayers to the families and um, everyone who's affected by by that uh, tragedy. And um, you know, for us, it, you, you go out there, you play with a little bit of a heavier heart, knowing that uh, knowing that uh, what, what occurred what occurred yesterday. And um, you know, it, it was a, a great touch by the organization to be able to go out there and uh, you know pay a little tribute before the game. Uh, so that is uh, the Edmonton Oilers' uh, Darnell Nurse. And again, I, I, I've got to reiterate it. Uh, it was a difficult and emotional day on Saturday. I let the fans at Edmonton, the Oilers, and the Canucks, uh, they did a great job uh, paying homage to Humboldt and the Sedins from start to finish. I mean, it was two different things. It was a, a sad and also, in, in one respect, a bittersweet night. Uh, people in, in Edmonton uh, it made me proud, and I'm not surprised because I'm from here. Uh, it was handled with class by everybody at uh, Rogers Place. Um, so, uh, again, uh, we'll have Speck on from... Uh, he's just driving back from Humboldt. He was uh, he went there immediately Saturday after uh, what had occurred Friday night. Uh, I, I, it's the worst uh, case scenario for everybody involved, but Mark will give us a sense of perspective. He's written three or four outstanding pieces, which are up on Sportsnet as we go to break. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton show room on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. 
this is Cam Talbot from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6:30. Chad, it's uh, 12:25 in Edmonton. We are going to play a lot of uh, Todd McClellan's comments from his availability coming up just after 1:05 today. Uh, this one, though, in particular uh, from this morning, uh, I think, uh, frankly, uh, this doesn't surprise me because good people uh, take accountability when things don't work out. Here's the Oilers head coach. When you have experience, and this is why sometimes experience is important, we've you know, been in the league now for a, for a lot of years, and you review, I keep a little notebook, and I write notes every day, and I go back, and I can go back to 2005, our first training camp in, uh, in Detroit. I can go to San Jose in that first training camp. I can go back to Edmonton's, and I, and I can open up and see notes and, and, and compare, and after day one at training camp, we'll talk about what we did well, what we didn't do well. Did we like the meeting? Did we like the presentation? Did the players get the, the message? And we try and take bits and pieces. Uh, obviously, two, 205, or 05 is too far away now, but in the last three years here, what did we like, what didn't we like? That would be the approach to the season, to training camp. Then we look at, um, at where we are systematically. Um, do we need to alter or adjust things? We made adjustments through the year. We, we dramatically changed our penalty kill. Got some good results from it down the stretch. Power play, five-on-five play, the presentation of, of our ideas, um, both off the ice and on the ice, uh, the accountability factor. Um, are we at, uh, are we over-aggressive with it? Are we under-aggressive with it? Are we going after the right players? Are we, are we rewarding the right players? Um, that's what coaches do. That's not just the Edmonton Oilers, Todd McClellan and everybody else that's happening. The team that wins the Stanley Cup is going to do that. Um, you know, so it's the performance of the team is on my shoulders. I'm the head coach, and I accept responsibility for that. And uh, as I said last week, the first thing we have to do, and I can point fingers at, at players, i got to look in the mirror first and, and evaluate what I'm seeing and, and whether or not I like what I did this season and what I need to adjust to. So that will happen. Not the least bit surprised that that's the perspective of the head coach. Connor McDavid, yesterday, the players, eight or nine of the players were made available, uh, and uh, the Oilers captain who won the Art Ross Trophy had the most even strength points, I think, in the last 20 years in the NHL, had this to say on what went wrong this season. You know, we've got that question so much this year that um, uh, I've kind of always said all along, I don't really know where it went wrong. Um, I think Peter alluded to it uh, earlier where you know, he said death by a thousand cuts, and, and I think that's probably the best way to put it when you know, the power play was going well, the penalty kill wasn't going well. When we were scoring goals, we couldn't keep them out of our net. When we were stopping goals, we couldn't score. I think, uh, you know, just everything that went wrong went wrong, and, um, you know, definitely something we have to figure out. Well, uh, if I'm him, <laughs> I don't know if I'd have an answer to, especially after having that sort of five-on-five even-string season. I mean, the guy was phenomenal. There's no other way to say it. All right, it's 12.29 in Edmonton. We're going to go off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Mark Spector has spent the last couple days uh, in Humboldt. Uh, we'll have him on, Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta Live Racing, May 5th at Northlands Park. This is the Weathers Now.